everyone. Welcome to the European Parliament and this special event by the EPP group. Uh, this is talking about the EU border uh, with Belarus and the drama that is going on over there. Uh, today we saw stones being thrown by uh, migrants that have been escorted to the EU border, the Polish border mainly, also the Lithuanian border, uh, and the, the Polish forces that are firing back tear gas and water cannon. Uh, it is getting ugly. What is the EU to do about this? How are we going to try to uh, prevent Belarus from, from capitalizing, uh, from hybridizing and weaponizing uh, the, uh, the migrants into this situation to their uh, benefit? So joining us uh, is uh, Rijo uh, Terras, who are, you are an uh, Estonian MEP, member of the European Parliament. Uh, you are a general, Estonia's defense chief from 2011 to 2018, so you definitely know what you're talking about when it comes to defense and, and the border, the Estonia's border. Estonia has a border uh, with, with Russia, but you're also very close and you've had some migrants come into Estonia. I've seen news reports on that. And of course, you, uh, you do share a border with uh, Lithuania as well. So uh, this is um, uh, also uh, very dramatic for your country uh, as well. How um, at the moment, there is a meeting among uh, defense chiefs of the European Union. Uh, they're also meeting with uh, Mr. Stoltenberg, who's head of the NATO. Um, how should the EU be dealing with this from a defense uh, standpoint? What should be the next step? Well, one thing uh, needs to be clear, uh, that uh, this is an attack against a border of a sovereign state. Okay, the, the weapon used in this case are uh, civilians, even uh, uh, females and children, uh, but it is an attack. And it is well-organized attack to destabilize European Union in the situation where Germany has no government, Netherlands has no government, France is in the election campaigning. It is the Russia's and Belarus's aim to destabilize uh, the current European Union and to split, to, uh, to split the unity of, of, of uh, European Union. Uh, but it is, of course, disaster what is happening there. But I am sure that Poles are doing their best and utmost uh, to stop uh, this uh, violation of the border. They have done pretty well. And, uh, and I guess that is the, where we have to support the Poles and not to fall in back of them, uh, because even that uh, is recognized by Putin already a couple of days ago. He spoke about it, that, uh, that uh, Poland has problems inside of European Union. So it's better to split the unity if we, there's already cracks in it. It is a delicate situation where there are disputes between uh, Brussels, the European Union, and uh, rule of law in Poland. Uh, that's an issue. Yeah. But, but, we're, but you're saying that we need to keep that separate from, from this issue, which really should unify the European Union For sure, on should, this issue with Belarus. Com compare it with a family where there's always a kind of uh, perhaps uh, some misunderstandings between the husband and the wife, etc. But if, if somebody attacks your home, you will put all together, all things together and defend. And that is what we should do together. We should, we should stay behind Poland. And uh, and help and that's not only Poland. I mean, it's Lithuania. It has been Lithuania, mm. uh, and and um, very weak reactions from the European Union side. Uh, 
after the or where where Lithu- Lithuanian uh, problem was there or the attacks same type of attacks were there has have caused that now they are uh, escalating to to Poland i mean russia as much as Belarus they understand only very very definite and strong response so a strong response what do you mean by that what should be done uh, i think uh, Uh, for example real sanctions i mean real sanctions okay. against certain persons who are behind that yeah. real sanctions i mean uh, sanctions against lukashenko personally yeah. and 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 real san- uh, economical sanctions mm-hmm. and not giving wrong signals like accepting in north stream 2 as uh, as uh, as it was happening uh, or europe is blackmailed right now through the gas uh, gas pipeline gas pipeline So all these things give wrong signals. So we need to have strong signals. And the other thing which I I want to say is it's not about Belarus only. If you look what is happening right now uh on the Ukraine border there are hundreds hundred thousand Russian soldiers yeah. uh understanding that Russia is not uh, some unfinished finished business in uh, in in Ukraine. Ukraine isn't uh, on the European path even uh Russia that w- wanted to avoid that. If you look what is happening in Georgia, if you look what is happening in Bosnia Herzegovina or even I heard that uh, last night there have been tensions on the Armenian Azerbaijan border. So you you destabilize in all the areas. You make the focus somewhere the focus and you you create the so schwerpunkt you you create the center of gravity somewhere like in Belarus everybody is looking there. So it gives you free hand to do some other things. So, I think Ukraine in this context is the most uh, dangerous area and and signals from the from the UK government uh, which announced uh, their military readiness to uh, intervene, French president who said that they are ready to intervene. These are the signals to Russians that don't do that uh, or the American uh, delivery of uh, ammunition. Okay. So, uh, it's not we should not take only the Belarusian case but of course Belarus is right now the most complex that's that's the most immediate one i'd i'd like to invite anyone who would like to send a question through the chat you can do that and uh, the the team will pass that uh, to us and we can we can ask that as well um let me move to this idea of a flight ban because uh, your your colleague Mikhail Galler who's also with the APP group has called for that those airlines that fly migrants to Minsk Uh, should be banned from a european airspace uh the belavia which is the uh which is the belarusian uh, uh national carrier they use planes that are rented from inside the eu uh, what sort of action should be taken about that yeah i think as as i said sanctions and sanctions against against everybody who supports that uh, um uh, operation i mean that is a clear cut operation you put people on the plane they pay even money for that and then they land uh, somewhere in the, in the belarusian border in the cold and it is really cold i just came back from home it's uh, four to five uh, degree, minus degrees celsius sure. so it is becoming a disaster and that is exactly what the the, the lukashenko wants to have a disaster for him people dying is a positive sign because that will force european union do things but some already sh- have that there have been a few deaths already yes yes uh, and, and there's a dead uh, dead people well what is the cause of the dead it's not that clear but uh, but anyway it is cold children and uh, women 
uh, it is cold. Winter is coming. Even for even for a, or for a man from yeah. uh, from Kurdistan, it's pretty cold there. Yeah. Uh, so that is what is uh, wanted by. Uh, uh, to play with the feelings of European uh, public, mm -hmm. but we should not give up. We should uh, make sure it is not Poland who violates the, the human rights. It's Belarus. They are not in Poland. They are in Belarus. They don't have uh, uh, tents and, and warm uh, clothes in Belarus yeah. uh, and not in Poland. What about the, the European Council has said they are there, they want to tighten up on these sanctions. They, they want to expand on these sanctions and go after those who are involved in this hybrid warfare, uh, either through planes or through whatever else. Um, do you think that was enough that they announced or should there be even stronger sanctions than that? I'm sure the, the sanctions are right now uh, negotiated. Uh, I'm sure that the very strong sanctions are needed and they mm. need to be fine tailored. Uh, pre precisely against these companies and people who are involved in this operation. And of course, the airplanes uh, who are flying them there or air, air company companies uh, need to be banned, uh, need to be banned from the European airspace. The Aeroflot should be banned from the European airspace. That yeah. would be a good, good and clear cut signal. But we should not start to call Putin about it. Putin waits, I mean, call Lukashenko like uh, Angela Merkel did, is a wrong signal. She uh, accepted uh, Lukashenko as a, as a president, even though saying Mr. She, uh, he, she talked to Mr. Lukashenko. That is breaking the unity of European Union. It is a very bad signal. And that's what they expect. And Putin himself tied these two things together. Mm -hmm. I mean, he said he has nothing to do with the Belarusian case. Okay. Same with the same sentence said, but you should not push us. Uh, NATO and uh, and uh, US should not push us in in the Black Sea, and uh, they should not uh, push us in the, in Ukraine. So it was not us. It was him putting these two things together. Yeah. Well, this logic, it is there, and it is not only Lukashenko. It is Putin's regime as much as what is Lukashenko. Uh, by the way, if anyone wants, uh, here's a good soundbite, and I've heard a lot of good soundbites just now from uh, Rijo, that if you want to uh, tweet that, it's, it should, hashtag Belarus is one of them you could use. Um, so keep those in mind and send us any questions if you have any. Uh, we have another, about another 10 minutes. Uh, uh, wh what about, there's also been a hype and disinformation. Can you address some of that? Like, for instance, uh, reports that maybe uh, a, a, a Russian uh, um, a Russian airport near the near the Latvian border could be used uh, for uh, bringing migrants in. I mean, what what do you think about this? The, yeah, well, these reports uh, are they being hyped? The, the journalists, as you know, they want information, and if there's not enough information, they grab every bit of information. And the information which was about the Pskov uh, airport was uh, felt by the journalist that that is an important information, but it is not because it's really irrelevant. It is irrelevant how to get the people to the border because the means are there. Putin has shown in uh, on the Norway border, on the Finnish border, he can do the same. He can bring uh, uh, hordes of people to the to the border, uh, and and then 14 uh, seats passenger plane in beef. Pskov will not be uh, the really dangerous solution. It's not big enough, no, really, no. to make a, a threat. We, we should understand that Europe should uh, start uh, to build uh, significant, better infrastructure on its uh, outer borders. 
Okay, we, yeah, we, a fence we, then, we right? We know fence, uh, wall, whatever it is, whatever it is needed, or electronically. I mean, uh, I'm I'm a big fan of the modern technology, so it's, it should it should be physical, but it should be electronic as well. So you do, you would know exactly who enters to the European Union, our home. Yeah. Uh, so I, you, you you can see a stronger role for Frontex, a stronger uh, for a, a hardening of the border or a strengthening yeah, of the border. Yeah, I'm paying for it. I mean, uh, if you ask yourself, uh, you you never argue about whether your house door needs a lock, but you argue about whether an European borders need an infrastructure which defends the the border. No, we should pay it. We should pay it together. Every nation should take uh, it seriously, yeah. uh, separately. But the European Union should uh, should have its own efforts to support the nations who have longer borders, who have very complex uh, borderlines uh, between, uh, say, Belarus or Russia and European Union. So Estonian border too. That's yeah, 130, Estonia, 130 Estonia kilometers. Has been a discussion yeah. after after a certain person, certain law enforcement officer was kidnapped in Estonia uh, a couple of years ago. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, then um, uh, I think it was uh, 2000. I mean, uh, uh, during the Wales summit, uh, Russians kidnapped one of the law enforcement officer in our border. After that, the discussion about the border infrastructure has been. Um, uh, really uh, eminent, and and we are investing millions in building a border. Now, you were head of the armed forces uh, in your country for about eight years. How much does that experience maybe help to uh, uh, sharpen and form your perceptions now about the situation? Yeah, well, uh, border, of course, is something which uh, the police and the border guard is dealing with. But uh, I'm sure the ministers of defense who are sitting uh, around the table right now are really discussing what is what should be or can be the military response to this kind of crisis. And and I think NATO uh, Article 4 need to be invoked because it is not anymore just uh, a border or some people try to describe this or depict this as a as a migration crisis. It is not. It is attack against uh, sovereign borders of of a NATO member state, of European member state. So a discussion about it uh, on, around the table of, uh, of, of NATO uh, allies would be absolutely uh, essential for, from my point of view. And that means Article 4, not Article 5, but Article 4, you think that should be used, uh, in the, 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 that you can bring this issue forward within NATO. You, you can see that. Yeah, well, I always quote uh, three important articles. Uh, and I think the first and the mo- foremost article of uh, of the treaty, Washington Treaty, is the Article Three, which uh, says that every country of the NATO alliance has to defend himself. So that okay. means it has to invest in the defense of uh, its own uh, borders. That is what Poland is doing right now: is investing in the defense of of its own borders. The second is if there's a, a threat to one of the nations. Then the all all allies come come around the table and discuss it and yeah. and uh, and think whether it is uh, serious enough. And Article Five is of course no. if they if, an attack if on one is attack on all. And the attack is there. Yeah. I mean, the, we we need to do well. It's uh, hybrid and it's not. Pla- we're plane, not talking a plane, about a plane in the in the skyscraper in New York is not a clear cut uh, Article Five case. But that is the only 
case where Article 5 was invoked. So I, I don't see uh, that it is not it is that difficult to understand that this border has been violated. Of course, we should not go that far because we need to have some other aces in the in our pocket before we go to the card right. table. I, I, I do have a question here from uh, Jack. What should the EU do to help Ukraine physically? What should we do there? Uh, EU should uh, concentrate uh, in things which EU is strong. So the EU as a whole should uh, support democratic reforms in Ukraine. Ukraine is willing to change the governmental system. They are willing to, to become a European democracy in the way we understand it. So we need to support them with not only with words, but with, with money and deeds. Uh, Which we do with the association agreement, but anything further from a defense standpoint? or about, but the, about the defense, I mean, the European uh, nations are members of NATO as much as they are members of European Union. And I think uh, uh, French president's signal to say that we are defending Ukraine was a very strong signal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is the signal actually Putin understands. I always bring the comparison to... Uh, to sports uh, and the Winter Olympics are in 79 days. You know, there are people uh, doing their uh, ice kunstlauf, they're doing their figure skating. figure skating. Yes, they're doing the figure skating. But Putin is playing ice hockey. So you, can, you cannot uh, figure skate if Putin is playing ice hockey. You have to team against him with the same strength and with the same equipment uh, of protection and, and hit the ball as, as good as you can. I have a, another question here coming in. Uh, how can the EU help Poland? That's the question from this person. How, how can the EU help Poland? Further than what we do. Yeah, for first, uh, first, uh, uh, not uh, try to uh, to show Poland as as somebody who is in charge of things. I mean, the, the Poland uh, is defending its country, so Poland is not to be punished about it. That is the first message. We see as a signal that every European country stands behind Poland. Unity is important. But there, Second thing, okay. we, we should do, if Poland asks, we should uh, support to build an infrastructure on, board, on the border. But the first thing Poland needs is the unity of all European Union member states behind the Polish right now to defend the border. What about calls to provide, to allow more access for journalists, for the UN, for NGOs to be there in that area? What do you think about that? Again, that that is uh, the operational commander on the border who will decide uh, who is allowed to come there because that that is confusing enough already today what is happening there. More people, more uh, unauthorized people running around there would be very difficult to uh, to uh, uh, organize the operation. So I, I think unity of all European member states behind Poland today, behind Lithuania today, and perhaps one day be- behind Estonia is important than what is expected from European Union. I think there are, there's a little bit more on the on the sanctions you would like to talk about. For instance, uh, Bolt is, uh, the, is a company that is investing in Russia, right? Is well, uh, an Estonian yeah. company, and uh, and Raiffeisen is active in Belarus. I think right? that is uh, that is problem that uh, that uh, they are still companies who are operating uh, in Belarus, Belarusia, uh, supporting the government to earn money 
than to attack European borders. Raiffeisen Bank is one of these companies who is operating there. Austrian is, bank. Uh, Austrian, Austrian bank. Or Estonian uh, uh, unicorn called Bolt uh, is investing millions on that market. We should say this is not acceptable. We should not support Lukashenko's, Lukashenko's efforts uh, to earn money get rich and then use the money against ourselves. And Lukashenko, I just saw in the press uh, saying he was uh, he's accused the EU of trying to scare Minsk with the sanctions. We will defend ourselves. We cannot retreat. How do you respond to that? Yeah, well, that's uh, th that's an animal uh, pushed in the corner. Uh, and and that's what he expects that now we step back. We should not step back. Because we should put the sanctions on every every step he does further. On every step, we need to put more sanctions, and and the limit of the sanctions we can see on the, on the North Korea. So I think there are still quite a few sanctions we can put on Belarus. I think we can wrap this up at this point. Um, I, if you have any anything more to add, but I think we got, uh, I think we've covered the bases at this point. I think it will be interesting to see what comes uh, out of the next few days uh, from the defense ministers of uh, of the EU. Uh, Possibly there will be a soon another visit by uh, Madame Tikhanovskaya, who is the uh, opposition leader uh, uh, in in Belarus. Um, what, what what just wrapping it up? What what do you hope to see in these next few days? Well, I hope the common sense will win again, and and Europe has seen uh, escalating times every twenty years, so to say, roughly uh, First World War, Second World War, the out of uh, uh, out of parliament opposition in Germany in 70s, uh, then the war in Balkans, uh, which was really disastrous. Today we are in the situation which is escalating. The, the, the crisis of COVID has brought everybody to an edge. Uh, people are nervous uh, and, and uh, economies are not work, operating well. It is nervous times, but I hope the common sense would win. I hope the the problems in uh, in Bal on the Balkans will be calmed down. Uh, the problems with uh, with Belarus will calm down, and Russia will come to a democratic country. That is my hope. That we'll cool see that coming yet. That cooler heads prevail. Yes, that's that's what I think needs to be the headline. Rijo Terras, uh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. And uh, just to wrap up, that uh, if you want more information, uh, eppgroup.eu. Uh, you can also follow the, the group on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, at eppgroup. Hashtag Belarus. If you think of a good uh, soundbite that you heard in these uh, last few minutes, I'm Chris Burns. Thanks for tuning in and see you next time. Thank you very much.